Welcome to Step Monsters, a podcast all about the highs and lows of step parenthood. I'm Elise and this is Bailey. We're two friends bonded by this crazy stepmom world. Welcome to episode three of Step Monsters. Today's topic is something that I've seen widely discussed across all of the stepmom forums that I'm a part of uh, on Facebook and various other places of the internet, but it's whether or not you have an hours baby. So if you're unfamiliar with the term hours baby, it's a baby that you have with your husband when he or you have children from a previous marriage. So that's really where the the blending of families comes into play. And I think you and I at least have unique perspectives on this because we both have totally different scenarios when it comes to the actual hours baby and whether or not we have one and why we did or didn't choose to go that path. So I know your situation really well, but why don't you tell everybody that's listening about your baby that you have with your husband and kind of how you arrived at the decision to we do. And this is always an interesting topic. And you and I have vastly different scenarios. And sometimes the least comes out and she feels the need to try to convince everyone to have the same life that she has. So we'll tell that story later. So my husband and I, when we were dating, and I moved up to Indianapolis from Chicago, we had decided not to have an ours baby. I didn't think that I wanted kids. And that was a decision that we had made. And I always thought that I would be fine with that. Well, circle back, or I guess fast forward, six months into me living in Chicago, and we found out we were pregnant. So, of course, both very shocked by that. And I did not know this about you. I feel like I know a lot about you and your situation, but I did not know that was I can't not believe planned. I never told you this story. I guess it just never came up. So, you know, we have the discussion because we're both pretty like, this isn't what we planned, but full steam ahead. You know, how are we going to tell the girls? What's our plan going to be? Just all of that stuff combined into the surprise and shock and awe telling our parents because we weren't even engaged at this point. So yeah, that was a a fun whirlwind of a few months for us. But of course, everyone was super excited. And we were both adults and he had children already. And so we had already been living together for a bit of time. Um, So I guess that made that made that a little bit easier. It's not like we were teen mom and teen dad. So we have now our son, and we're not planning to have any more children. I'm very happy, and he's very happy with the the full house that we've got. I thoroughly enjoy sleeping, and am so happy that we're through the up in the middle of the night, and he's at the age where he's pretty self-sufficient, and so, you know, I can work and get things done, and he can do his thing, and we're all a big, little, happy family. So I have to ask you, did you plan to have kids in general before this happy little accident happened? I think as a little girl, I always thought the idea of kids would be nice. And it's funny because, you know, I I try to think back to that time. And I think that I would always have told people that I would want three kids because I have me and my two siblings. So... Now I look at it as I was, 
I think if the happy accident had not have happened, I would be living in a blissful world where I was totally fine and I would have had what I wanted and I would have no qualms or issues about it. I would have luckily two stepchildren who I could love and be a family. And so now technically I have three kids. So I don't know. I'm like a toss up on if I could have a conversation with myself 10 years ago, it would be interesting what me 10 years ago would have said. So it probably would have been something along the lines of what you said to me in the hot tub. <laughs> oh, and I always now feel like such a jerk because, you know, when you're trying to convince someone because you think, why not? And you're not like thinking about it. And then now I'm like, wish I could go back and interject and be like, just shut up and just like slap myself in the face. Like you get to make Bailey gets to make her own choices. She's a big girl and what works for other people works for other people. So yeah, I, I, uh, apologize obviously for that. And we laugh about it now, which is good. We laugh about it now. So I'll, we'll have to hit pause on that story <laughs> and come back to it once I've kind of given full circle of, of my story. We mentioned already that my story is a little bit different and you have a baby with your husband and I do not. So I'm 33 and really have been one of those oddball people that just really never had the desire to have a baby. I I don't know really what to attribute that to. I mean, I have three younger siblings. My brother, my half brother is almost nine years younger than me. I have a sister that is nine and a half years younger than me, and then another half-sister who's 12 years younger than me. So I feel like, to some extent, I this sounds dumb, and my mom would probably never agree with this, but in some way, I feel like I've already been there, done that. I changed diapers. I watched them when they were little. I babysat from the time I was seven. So in some way, as I got older, I kind of felt like, well, I already know what all of that's like, and I don't want any part of that. Like you, I love sleep. And I also busted my butt to go to college and to have a career and to have this life that I envisioned for myself when I was really young. And I just could never imagine that a baby would fit into that. I didn't realize that having stepkids actually was was one of the best things for me, though, because there are things that you would feel like maybe you're missing out on. I never... If I didn't have the kids, I would have never had the opportunity to see somebody go to prom or to go prom dress shopping or to nerd out about makeup or skincare with. And I have that with my stepdaughter now. And that's something that I can't ever imagine my life without. I think it really, for me, was more the idea of birthing the child <laughs> and the lack of sleep and, you know, the full lifetime of dedication to another human being just terrified me. I mean, some people will tell me that that makes me a terrible, selfish person, but those are the same people that still to this day tell me, well, you'll change your mind someday and you will totally change your mind. And well, you're still young and I'm not that young. <laughs> what is it? 35 where they consider it a geriatric pregnancy. So I'm whatever, regardless, I'm really happy with my life as it stands right now. And I'm so grateful that I have my stepkids in my life. And I'm also grateful for our decision to not have an ours baby. You know, we have my stepdaughter 
who's 19 right now. She's a sophomore in college and my stepson is 16. He's a junior in high school. And in a year and a half, we're going to be technically empty nesters. And, you know, my husband and I are, are planning sort of what the next chapter of our life looks like. We both still have career goals and both have things that we want to accomplish, but it opens up a whole new chapter for us that we wouldn't have otherwise. So I think there's great things about each choice in each scenario. And I, one of the things that I've learned is just to not, not let other people's opinion affect you. And it's funny, you said you felt like an asshole for coming down on me and I'll have you tell that story next. But you, as someone who just made that choice consciously to not have a baby, you, I just don't even let that, it doesn't bother me at all. Everyone has their opinions and I get it. And it just never was something that I stewed over regardless of who was spewing the opinion. <laughs> That, now that you've explained it in that way, makes such perfect sense. And I have to say that our youngest daughter, she is vehement that she's never having kids. She doesn't want to be a parent. And I'm now kind of seeing it through a different lens. Maybe she feels like, well, because her, her mom also is remarried. And so her biological mother is remarried and they have a small child. She may feel the same way. You know, she was older when we had our son and she was a few years older even when her sister was born. So maybe she does feel like kind of been there, done that, changed the diapers, don't really want to do it now. So I can I can see that now. And it's interesting that you say that. And me, because I'm again, kind of a hypocrite in my head already because you're telling me this. And in my head, I'm like, well, she's still young. She'll be fine. <laughs> like, she'll change her mind someday. But I, she may not. And my stepdaughter is funny. She actually says the same thing all the time. And I think hers is probably more financially driven because she sees how expensive kids are. And, you know, we're my stepson, he is 16 but is about to get his license. And the driver's class that he's going to take in preparation for that, it's like $900. It's optional, but it made such a significant difference in my stepdaughter's driving that we feel like it shouldn't be optional. It should be 100% mandatory. But now she's starting to see how much it, it costs to have a kid. She even had a class in high school that made them, this is such a great exercise. I don't know why more high schools don't do this, but it actually made them calculate all the costs of having a child, including the birthing and the insurance and healthcare and doctor's appointments and school and all these things. And it was very eye-opening for her as a teenager. So I've got to imagine at some point when you learn those things as a young adult, they stick with you. But eventually, if you do want to have a kid, the desire to pass on your legacy kind of trumps all of that. Well, I'll also say that when you mentioned you and your husband are waiting for the next phase and to kind of be free of the burden of having to deal with the transition of kids and what the kids are doing and needing to be available for them, I am so jealous. I love traveling, as you know, and I just think that that's something that we all have to look forward to. And again, jealous that you get to do that sooner than me. So... <laughs> There's both sides of the spectrum, I suppose, on that. But to get to the hot tub story, I'm not sure if it was the first trip that we went on together or... Okay, so she's shaking her head, yes. So the first trip that we went on together, 
we had hit it off and had hung out a few nights and we're in the hot tub together. I think at the beginning, our husbands were with us and then we just got to chatting. And it was towards the end of the afternoon where we'd all been in the sun and had some drinks. And I found out that you are not planning to have an ours baby. And I'm like picking your brain. I don't know if you remember, but I'm like asking you all these questions. And then I'm like, no, trust me, you're going to feel so much different after you have the baby. Just do it. And I'm like, if I could have forced you to become pregnant at that moment, I probably would have. It sure would have happened. There's no doubt about it. Forget the fact that my husband actually has a vasectomy and that's not actually physically possible, but you were very adamant about that. I mean, to my own, you know, I'm in sales, so I'm a little pushy sometimes, but it is what it is. And again, now that you kind of see it from the other side, when I'm talking about how our daughter's like, I want to, I don't want to have kids. Same thing. She's kind of scared of childbirth. And which, by the way, everybody has a different scenario, but epidural, I had zero pain. The way to go. Yeah. Highly recommended Um, by Elise. 10 out of 10 would recommend. So, yeah, everyone, again, has their, we all live different lives, right? And it's interesting when we get to talk to someone else that has different viewpoints than us and just have a fun, casual conversation. I'm sure everyone listening has varying degrees of, the ours baby or the not ours baby or the bio parent on the other side that has an ours baby or doesn't and the different struggles that come with that. So is that something that you and your husband have dealt with? It's interesting you ask. So my husband's ex-wife does not have other children, nor does she plan to with her new boyfriend. She's not remarried, but she has been seeing someone for it's probably been three years at this point. So they're in a serious relationship and are are committed to each other, but she does not have any other kids. I've got to imagine that would change the dynamic a little bit. And I have to imagine her having another child with someone else, at least in my mind, I would think that that would somewhat take the pressure off. But I think you have some proof points that that's not actually true. Uh, does your husband's ex-wife have a baby? Is she remarried? She is remarried. So she got remarried. Uh, she got remarried less than a year after we got married and they had their ours baby, um, probably a year and a half after we had our, our ours baby. And I can say that I can see how it would be in a high conflict situation, it would be an interesting dynamic to not have an ours baby when the other biological parent did, because it could become a situation where, well, I want to spend more time with mom or dad because the baby's there. I want to spend time with the baby. And if there's not another sibling on the other side, I think that could create that sort of dynamic. So I was happy that we had our ours baby because I think just in our situation may not be this way for anyone. We have a very, very high conflict situation. I think that that would have been used against us and would have been another reason for us to not see the kids as much as we, or as the amount of time that we see them now. So that was kind of a a positive that we had already had a child and we didn't have to deal with that dynamic shifting per se. Yeah, I would definitely say that's a positive. 
And how did your girls, so your stepdaughters, how did they handle when you had a baby? What was that like? And what was their reaction to finding out you were pregnant? How did all of that go? Well, it's funny because we made a point to go at 16 weeks and get an ultrasound. Uh, We did a 3D ultrasound so we could find out the sex of the baby before we told the girls. So we went and got these little scratch off things and all these these shirts made that said, you know, big sister and um, did a poem on these bags and just made it a whole to do. They were, gosh, eight and six at the time that we told them and we have a video. It's actually super fun and and they still, you know, we still will watch it sometimes now just because they like the memory of it, but they were so excited, screaming and wanted to call their mom immediately to tell them her the good news. They were super pumped and they've always been really phenomenal big sisters and they love their brother immensely. It's been super fun to see the relationship grow as everybody gets older. That's so cute. It can be hit or miss. I think with that on how the relationship ends up, I can't tell you how many stories I've heard previously where the stepkids end up being really jealous of the new baby and end up resentful. And it's great to hear that your situation is not anything like that and that they have a great loving relationship and enjoy each other's company. I can absolutely see that where it's like, and that was one of my biggest fears where, well, dad's moved on and he's got a new family now and he doesn't care about us. And I think one of the, we, so we made a conscious effort to incorporate them and in a lot of things, even from them coming to the hospital. We got a lot of pushback on that, but we made a point that they were the first to meet him before anybody else in the family. And when I was pregnant, it was super cute because our oldest wrote a note and I, she didn't tell anyone, but I find this sweet note in the crib and it was to her baby brother and it was just adorable. So I think we always knew from the beginning that as long as we kept them in the loop and at the forefront and we stayed a nuclear family and it's, it's played out well, but I'm sure not everyone has that scenario, unfortunately. That's adorable. She wrote a note to her baby brother. My heart just crumbled. (laughs) Yes, super cute. They're very sweet. I love it. So you and I both have completely different perspectives and different scenarios in terms of whether or not you should or could have an ours baby is really a personal decision. And I think we both are testaments to the fact that it can work both ways And people just have to figure out what works best for them and what feels right for their scenario. I think one thing that I've seen in a lot of the forums that I'm in for stepmoms online are stepmoms that want kids, but get themselves into a marriage where they're already kids in the mix and the dad doesn't want any more children. But you find yourself in this position where you're thinking, well, I want kids of my own, but he doesn't want kids. He doesn't want more. We already have enough. What do I do? What would your advice be to someone in that scenario? That would be really hard. I think, and everyone says, 
well, you knew what you were getting yourself into. You hear that all the time, right? As a stepmom, and you really don't, you, you don't know the extent of what you're getting yourself into and not you definitely do not. Right. And not everyone, of course, you should have those conversations before, but even from our scenario, we had that conversation before and, and had agreed and things change, life happens. So I think if you're in a situation where you want to have a baby and either your partner doesn't want to, or, or you guys are struggling with infertility, there's so many different things that can complicate the dynamic of the relationship and create stress and tension. And I think my advice would be that the more that you can communicate, and even if, even if you need someone on the outside to help be an in-between person to go to, to try to, you know, ask some of those questions and give some advice, everybody's scenario is different. So it's hard to say what I would do because that's just not a situation I've been in. What about you? What would you, from your experience, what kind of advice would you give someone who's in a, a dynamic struggle like that? or just in a stressful situation? Yeah, it's an interesting place to be. Because for me, my husband and I have always prioritized each other and his kids. His kids always come first for him. And I've never put him in a situation to be forced to choose otherwise. But we feel like we made a commitment when we got married to be with each other through thick and thin. And I've often got in my own head when I have people telling me, you'll change your mind, you'll change your mind, because my husband is adamant about not wanting more kids. He's already had kids, you know, we're almost empty nesters. Why would you start over from ground zero if you're so close to sending them off to college successfully? But one of the things that we've talked about just because of my fear there, like, well, what if I do wake up one morning and I did change my mind? What do we do? He's always been unwavering in the fact that we'll figure it out. And I think it's really important for women who are getting into a blended family scenario to know ahead of time how their husband feels about that. Because the reality is, is people do change their minds and you don't know what happens internally. It could be hormonal. It could be something triggered by an event that happened in the past. You just never know whether or not you're going to change your mind for sure. So I think it's important that women find themselves a partner that is going to be supportive regardless. And we've talked about the what if scenarios and what if I do change my mind. And while biologically and physically, it's not possible for us to have children anymore. We've talked about the idea of maybe adopting a kid that's school aged because we both know that neither of us really want to go through the baby phase. But if I feel like I need to have something of my own at one point or another adopting a child would be the best route to go for us. So neither of us plan to ever be in a scenario where we're going to do that, but it's nice to be able to have the conversation. And I think it's important to be able to have the conversation and have a partner that supports you regardless, because I don't really know if I would be able to handle a partner that just said, absolutely not, not even up for discussion. Like that's not partnership at all. And I have a feeling knowing how stubborn I am that if I had someone that said, absolutely not, no kids whatsoever, for some reason, somewhere deep down, I would all of a sudden want kids. <laughs> just despite the fact that I never wanted them before, it would just be because someone told me absolutely not, no way, no can do. So I think 
moral of that story really is it's just critical to find somebody who can be supportive regardless and who can like you said just have the conversation communicate with each other regardless of what that means i think that's completely human nature or maybe we're just bullheaded like that because probably a little bit of both if my husband was a hard no on anything even we just remodeled our house if he would say absolutely not we're not doing that from a decorating perspective I would be high and right and you know what I'd probably go behind his back and like do it anyways just to show you know what you don't get to make the decision solely like this needs to be an agreed upon thing and I think that going through being a blended family and going through the interesting situations that you've got to juggle as a blended family, communication is so incredibly important. But even on the flip side, after we had our ours baby, we both agreed we're not going to have any more. We were both happy about that. It's not always the women. My husband, several years later, said to me, well, you know, maybe we should just have one more. And in my head, I thought, is he messing with me? Like, is this a joke? (laughs) He just want to see what I'm going to say. And I said, well, I didn't want to be a hard no, right? Like I wanted to be open to the conversation, but in my mind, I'm a hard no. Like I, that ship has sailed for me. My body went through it once. I loved the one-time experience, but homegirl's good on that. And we had the conversation and I think he really did want or at least in his mind for a brief a brief time, he thought about the nostalgia of having another baby. So it's not always the men that are, uh, you know, the interesting perspectives on the, the baby front. Also, there's probably some women out there who just that that's closed up for shop. You want it or not? Yeah. How does he feel about that now? Does he still want another baby? No, I think it was a compilation of some struggles that we were going through with the dynamic of the blended family. And he felt like, I think that he thought that maybe that was going to make him happy, that it could fix some sort of emotional turmoil that he was going through. And that's not uncommon you know you hear when people are struggling with their marriage or whatever it may be someone wants another another child and so yeah no I think it had everything to do with some stuff that he was dealing with with older kids and so he thought that was going to be a lesson his pain in some sort of way but now he realizes that that was probably what that scenario was well it's good that he's realized that (laughs) Have your kids ever asked you about, has the topic ever come up of you two having an ours baby? It did early on. They joked about it. Of course, most of the time when people make jokes, there's something of serious nature involved in that. But they did joke about it for a while. And at some point, we had to just kind of put a kibosh to it. And we told them that he had a vasectomy and we're closed for business and they pretty much stopped asking. And so we've since adopted two dogs. Hey, that's <laughs> amazing. And you know what? Sometimes you just have to be upfront and, and tell the truth so they can stop uh, wondering, I suppose. Yeah. I just didn't ever want there to be 
something in their mind where they were wondering and wondering, are they going to have a baby? Like, I just didn't want that to be something that they had to think about. There was enough for them to deal with and think about in terms of what our family looked like and what their lives looked like, generally speaking, anyways. I just wanted to put a hard stop to it so that they could just put it out of their mind and and not worry about that if that were something that they were to worry about. Yeah, I think it's just one of those things that the less that you can have them question in their minds about the family dynamic, the better. So totally get that. Agreed. Well, I think we've covered a lot of topics. We've covered two totally different scenarios on having an ours baby or not, how both of us have come to the decision one way or the other and sort of the dynamics that come with each. But we really hope that everybody enjoyed the episode and would love if you're listening, if you could share your story and your perspective with us. Otherwise, we look forward to seeing you next time. 